0: The Pinball Network is online. Launching just another Pinball Podcast. Hello everybody. This is Joel Inglebirth with episode number 18. 18. Um very excited to record this episode. I was planning or last episode I mentioned that I was uh hoping to do kind of a year-end review kind of a wrap-up episode on uh just 2020 and kind of what I've experienced in the pinball hobby so far this year um, and I'm excited excited to do it um few housekeeping items uh first off we should you know we want to lead with this because this was this was a big moment this was a very big moment for me and um just who I am as as a man as an adult as a father as a husband as a son um really what I'm what I'm talking about is I have received a compliment from Dennis Greasel. Yes, yes, I have. Uh last episode I mentioned that uh, I had a new life goal which was to to get a compliment. Uh, from Dennis Creasel because I know he doesn't give those out lightly and uh, I was streaming last Wednesday had one of the best streams I've ever had uh, just having a blast a lot of laughs Um, and Dennis happened to be in chat and he typed I don't know if he knew what he was doing in that moment but he typed in chat he said I really like how clear and legible your emotes are And that was it. That's all I needed. That's all I needed to hear. I mean, those were positive words uh, of him complimenting the the emotes that I had designed for my streaming channel. So with that said, I feel like I should probably pack it up. I don't know how I can, you know, improve uh, or go, you know, go. I don't, I don't know how, how, how life gets any better at this point. So just wanted to lead with that. Um, you know probably the fastest goal i've ever achieved in my life you know i, I really thought that was that was going to be a long drawn out thing but i i just feel very fortunate um that not only did dennis you know bless the stream with his presence but then to uh, to share such kind words just really um has made my year um, probably the highlight of 2020 um side note my son was actually born back in April, but, um, you know, at the moment right now, I don't know that, that was a big moment. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, so yes, other things to discuss. Um, one thing I do want to mention here and just, I know this has kind of been discussed multiple times is, um, the pinball industry awards. Um, I am actually involved in those and, um, I'm, I'm part of TPN. I, I, I stream under TPN and I do podcasts under TPN. And um, this was thrown out uh, a, three, a few weeks ago, uh, Zach and Dennis and a few others, George and uh, Jesse Jay and Josh Jacobs. I think that's everybody. Craig, Bobby. I mean, I don't know who. There was, there was a group of them involved and basically said, hey, we have an idea here. We have a plan that we would like to do our own um, award show. What do you guys think? And kind of described it a little bit. And to be honest, my immediate reaction was why you know why do, why do we need to do this when we have the twippies and um it wasn't until i really dove in and read what they were talking about that i realized the significance or the difference between the twippies in this show and um do i think that i am qualified to be a judge for the pinball industry awards i don't know i mean i'm i'm just I'm nobody <laughs> I'm I've just love pinball I love this hobby I spend a lot of time you know reading and trying to keep up to date and watching streams and I stream and I podcast and I just I feel like I I invest a good amount of time in this hobby just trying to stay on top of everything um, but I can guarantee you there are plenty of other people that invest way more time and energy into it um But with that said, you know, I have an opinion and I'm happy to share that opinion. And um, I know TPN, this is a a like-minded group of people that just all love pinball. And so the way I thought about it was, if here I was at the end of the year, if I decided I was just going to give out just another pinball award, let's say I made that. I made the just another pinball awards. And at the end of the day, it was just my opinion. I don't think it would upset anybody. Um, That's just me. But let's say I teamed up with uh, Marv Loco or uh, Travis Miri, who he um, he has a pinball podcast. So let's say the two of us teamed up and we made just another pinball. Award, I don't know. Do, how would we do that? Just just another a pinball award show or something. I don't know. And we decided to do that. How would people be upset? I don't know. It's just two guys getting together. And then let's say we throw Carrie Hardy in the mix, or we throw Jesse J in the mix, or we throw Zach. I don't know. The point is, at what point does that group of podcasters get to be? Uh, I don't know. Too too big for people to be like offended by it, and and that's what I look at. I don't. I don't. You know, nobody at TPN thinks we're like our opinion matters more than anybody else. Nobody thinks that. It's just more of a. I wish. I wish people understood or could see our discord channel because it's just like a group of friends chatting it up and making each other laugh and poking fun at each other literally every single day. And and it's one of my favorite things of, of 2020 and, um, to be a part of this group where we're already discussing these things, you know, stuff that we're seeing stuff. We like stuff. We don't like for us to kind of come together and be like, Hey, let's all decide this. Let's let's vote on what we like, what we think. And, um, you know what? There's no reason, though, to do the TPN awards. You know, that's not needed. Um, You know, if, if we could go a little bigger and it's like, well, let's include other people that stream, other people that do podcasts. Let's grow this. Let's extend this net a little further to, you know, the pinball media. It's not like we are like we once again think that we're like higher than pinball collectors or competitive pinball players or anything like that. No, it's just the difference between myself and some other people at TPN or people outside of TPN, whether it's Jack Danger, Canada, Buffalo Pinball, anybody, you know, we're all people that are just so in love with this hobby that we will gladly spend our time, our free time discussing it and sharing that with other people. You know, um, to be honest, I have made zero dollars, um, podcasting zero, absolutely none. Um, and streaming, I've made some money, but not this crazy amount. I mean, I'm definitely, when it comes to the equipment that I've purchased, I'm still definitely negative. But um, the only reason I do podcasting, the only reason I do streaming is because I, I, it's fun. I enjoy it. I get, I get joy out of it. And I, I enjoy this type of relationship and conversation that I get to have with other people that watch me stream or listen to this podcast. And so that's where, I don't know, my view on this award show is it's not like we think our opinion matters a ton. It's just, we're already having these types of conversations. So why not extend this even further include other people that are in the quote unquote media, um, who we know are very passionate about this hobby. Let's include their opinions as well. And if we can compile that all together and reward people in this hobby for their hard work and just recognize, um, that hard work? I mean, why not? Let's do it. Let's 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 have a good time with this. So I would say this was a surprise to me that this was the first thing in pinball that I've been involved with that I've seen even an ounce of negativity. And you know what? At the end of the day, there are people that think this is completely unnecessary and that's fine. Don't don't watch it. Don't read it. Don't that's fine. Um and then there's other people that think we're trying to step on the toes of the Twippies and that's not it at all. Um, I definitely, the biggest change, the biggest difference I see there is the people kind of a people's choice awards with the Twippy. And this is just a group of people all discussing and sharing our opinions together. And this is our opinion. Um, I don't, I just, I don't like this idea of like, it's, it's just a group of people. I I don't panel of judges. I don't know. Panel, definitely not experts. Um, it's just our opinion. That's it. That, and, um, and that's what we're doing. We're we're throwing that out there. So I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, to be honest, we're having a like a big group call this week to like discuss some of the nominees and planning ahead. And it's just just to be involved in this is is a blast. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So anybody that has any questions about this, feel free to shoot me an email. Just another pinball at gmail.com. I just it just bummed me out to be reading Pinside and Facebook and other places and to see people bash this because there's, there's no bit of this is supposed to be any, any bit negative or, or I don't know. It's not, like I said, it's not supposed to step on the toes of the Twippy. It's not supposed to, it's just supposed to be something fun that a group of like-minded people all discussing voting on some things. And like, like I said, recognizing, um, some really cool and positive things in the industry. So, uh, yeah, that's what's going on. Um, what else? So that's the the pinball industry awards. Um, random side note: I personally designed the logo. Um, this was uh, Zach had asked me to do it and uh it was it's really funny working with zach i just don't think people realize how passionate zach is and uh he had some very clear ideas of what he wanted um for a logo and i've never once tried to design uh like a glass or crystal object and uh yeah, he just, Zach knows what he wants and he, he pushed me in, in many ways because I kind of threw something out and he's like, yeah, but what about this? And then I tweak it. Yeah, but what about this? And it just, um, I don't know. It was, he was a lot of fun to work with. So, um, yeah, that's one thing I haven't seen. Nobody's, nobody's poo pooed the logo so far, which, which makes me happy. But I will say props to George. Uh, don't panic flip. The website looks incredible. Website looks really, really good. Um, so that's the pinball uh industry awards um so let's dive in then to I just kind of wanted to go through a list here of kind of a year in review um and it was a weird year but let's kind of just break it down uh with pinball machines that came out and I'm just going to kind of do a quick I literally just wrote down the pinball machines that went out I have no notes on any of these machines so this is all just going to be kind of right off the top of my head uh so let's dive in here so if you guys remember, end of last year, it was literally Christmas of last year, is when uh, Stranger Things came out. And so there was a lot of already discussion of COVID. Things were kind of, I don't know, it was the holidays. But um, I know Stranger Things really, there had been a few that got out to locations. But I, I just it wasn't a machine that a ton of people, I think, really had a chance to play before things really started shutting down in March. Um, the initial release of Stranger Things was not met very well. Um, first off people, you know, there was a lot of hype here. This is Brian Eddy's return to form. It, people just had these huge ideas of crazy mechs, And I don't think people were prepared for a projector, you know, light projection in a game. Some people said they thought it looked barren because the middle of the play field, some people said it was the attack, attack from Mars with like one or two things switched. Um, nobody really complained about the assets because they, there was actual movie clips. There's actual sounds. I don't know. It just, it wasn't met with the greatest response. Um, then the code and the initial code was not that great. Um, if you started the Demogorgon mode, you had to shoot it in the mouth to move on. And unfortunately that mech dialing that in and getting that to work really well was a challenge. And so it was really hard to shoot them in the mouth. Um, so people were already like, eh, I don't know about this game. And then they announced the UV light kit and that was kind of, the the I don't know the straw that broke the camel's back. People are like that's absurd. You know, the, people are buying premiums, people are buying LES, and you're asking, you're telling us we basically have to spend another 250 dollars to get something to make our machine work the right way. And that became a big discussion of like, is this a physical DLC almost? And then other people are like, well, no, you know, every game's wired for a topper or a shaker motor, but you have to buy the topper, you have to buy the shaker motor. So I don't. There was just two sides to this. Um, what I will say, that was kind of the reveal of Stranger Things. Um, a lot of people bought them, sold them, flipped them. Um, well, I would say, and and you guys probably all know this, I am a big fan of this game. I had a chance to borrow it for a few months and, um, in my initial reaction, I didn't really love it, but I really learned to love this game. Um, the code has really come along it's now at like 1.01 so it's it's all fleshed out they've really worked through the code is incredible there's some great depth some great pinball moments Uh, it shoots great it's a lot of fun and this is a game that i've had i've enjoyed the heck out of it and you know would wouldn't be surprised if one day it ended up back in my in, in my um, collection. I will say the UV light kit is a must. It is really, really, really cool what it can do. And uh, if it counts as a mod, I think it's a must-have mod. Uh, I agree. I wish it was just on every game, but it's not. Uh, but anybody that has a Stranger Things, please do yourself a favor and buy the UV light kit. It really, really, really helps and changes the game and just is an amazing, amazing add on. And then two, I was really impressed by the projector. Um, sure. I wish it was a little brighter. I wish, you know, it was a little clearer. but uh, overall, I mean, what it does to the game, unbelievable. And, uh, Really adds and changes, you know, as you play the game, there like the table seems to change between the UV light kit and the projector, and instead of just staring at the same kind of stagnant art the whole time, it, it is it's a really impressive game, uh, which excites me for Brian Eddy and his future. Uh, what's coming up or what his next idea is, but I I personally I hope they do more. this kind of stuff cool lighting effects and if projection mapping is in another pin i'm all for it because i i I was very impressed with with how it is uh so far so that's kind of stranger things uh next game let's talk about rick and morty first off i i gotta kind of pat uh spooky pinball on the back spooky pinball what is their 2020 been They have just been chugging along. They have been chugging along, making Rick and Morty's, and they've been doing a great job doing it. Um, Obviously, with COVID, there was shutdowns and uh, there was delays, but they have just—they moved facilities and they have just—they've just done it and they've done it well. Um, Really, no—you know, there were some complaints early on about kind of the shot layout, and and there were people tweaking their games. And I know Spooky's listen to that. They've made a bunch of tweaks to the games. But I just there's really nothing crazy to report with Spooky because they're just doing a good job. They're just doing a very, very good job with with what they're doing and and the way they're making these games. Um, Now, I've said before, I've only played Rick and Morty for about 15 minutes and it just absolutely kicked my butt. But the sound is incredible. The code is continually evolving. Uh, this is absolutely a pet project for Eric, the coder. And I think the code on that game is just going to continue to develop and become a deeper and deeper rule set with some amazing assets. They're already started to include stuff from season four. I just, this is a game that I think is far from done. But I do think the game is already a blast and a lot of fun to play. Um, so... Props, you know, to Spooky, props to Scott Denisi and Eric and others that have been involved in that game because I absolutely think that's gonna be a game uh when it's actually complete that that I don't know, there's gonna be a lot of people that will probably want to have it. The light show's incredible. Um, it's just it's a challenging game. It's absolutely a challenging game. It will eat you up. And so if you like the type of challenge, you like harder games, that's a good game for you. Um so yeah it's um it's a game that I would love to you know borrow i I can't justify it because of the price you know they were at one point in time they were going for well over ten grand and now i i mean I've seen a few in the nine thousand dollar range, so still more than the initial price but um they're out there, and uh they will probably be more on the market you know down the road i think if you really wanted a rick and morty you could probably find one but um i would love to i, I can't justify buying it it's just outside my price range but I, I wish i could have one for like a month and just play the heck out of it and and learn uh the game which could be a lot of fun so rick and morty big thumbs up for me the spooky's doing a lot of things right with that game um next game heist P3 Multimorphic kind of announced early on in COVID. There was a lot of discussion of like, this is the time, you know, people have, people aren't going anywhere. People are at home. People are, you know, they're all that vacation money. They still have it. Or like there was relief money. Like people have money. People are looking for entertainment. People, this is the time to release a pinball machine. That's what a lot of people thought. And the first person in that time window to release a game was actually uh, P3 Multimorphic with heist. And there was a lot of um, speculation on this game. You know, there was a lot of discussion of this game has the best Mac- mech ever in pinball. And um, what's my view of it? I, I've watched Kevin with Buffalo Pinball stream it multiple times. Kevin does a great job streaming, um, but I I think the game looks to be a lot of fun. I definitely think it's it's uh, Multimorphic's best game so far. The crane mech is very innovative and it's very cool how it moves around and and what it adds to the game. Um, the overall just technology in that game is really impressive. Light show, everything. It looks to be. I mean, it is tech tech technologically very advanced and um you know i'm in software support that that kind of stuff really gets me excited and i've i've really thought about a p3 before but unfortunately i would basically have to sell all my other pinball machines to like dive into that system and get multiple boards and i just unfortunately it's kind of just priced out of my um price range um but it looks to be really fun and and my overall take is um I think P3 is heading in the right direction or Multimorphic is heading in the right direction. I just really hope they could grab a really killer theme. And, um, you know, you look at some of the other stuff like GNR sold out within a few hours. Rick and Morty sold out within a few hours. Stranger Things, the LEs sold out, I think they sold out like early on. And, um, you know, Led Zeppelin, all the LEs sold out turtles i think all the LE's sold out avengers all the le sold. i mean when when a game has a crazy awesome license people buy them sight unseen and that's that's what i think multimorphic could really use is if they could just grab just the right license i think there could be people that could really dive into that to, to that platform myself included i i would i uh, it looks really really cool so I think Heist is absolutely the best thing that Multimorphic's done. It looks to be a really fun game. Um, Yeah, it just, everything, my only complaint is, is really just, like, the sound and the, kind of the theme. And it's not that the sound's bad, it's just, you know, the music isn't, music is tough. Because you either have music that's recognizable because they get, you know, songs from, like, the radio, like, uh... I don't know like guardians of the galaxy had, had good music in it or it's a music pin which has very recognizable music or um like turtles i think has very enjoyable music but um the heist theme because you are kind of sneaking around it just seems uh, more chill and um i don't know the music doesn't really draw me in and i am realizing more and more the things that really draw me into a pinball machine are the music and the light show and uh Heist has a, has the light show going for it, but I think the audio package is definitely an area that I they could grow. Uh, but that's just my personal opinion. So that's Heist. Um, what else we got? We got Hot Wheels. American Pinball came out with Hot Wheels. And I know it was kind of said, they're like, hey, we've heard that it's Hot Wheels. And immediately people were like, this is so dumb. Why in the world would you do Hot Wheels? This is, doesn't make sense at all. So I think the expectations for Hot Wheels were pretty low, to be honest. Um, And then there was the reveal stream. And to to be honest, uh, I was blown away. I'm actually very impressed by Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels is absolutely a game that I would love to play, have a chance to play. I haven't flipped it. But the light show on Hot Wheels looks to be incredible. They've done some really, really, really smart things with the LEDs. Uh, Two examples would be um, the main arrow inserts that kind of direct you what you need to hit. Instead of just one LED, I think there's two or three. So that the way they coordinated that LED, it actually like do-do-do, do-do-do, kind of points you. And that like moves, actually moves you into the direction that you want to go. Just like subtle things like that. Another thing is when you tilt um if you get a danger every light in the game flashes red so like all of a sudden the whole game is flashing red the moment that you have a danger like that's really cool um so american pinball the fact that every all the gi and all the inserts are rgb leds brilliant move very smart i wish more games did that i know rick and morty does it tna does it there's a lot of other games i wish that became the norm um, because light show is important, but, um, the big thing with hot wheels is it looks to be a, it looks to shoot well. It looks fast, just like you'd expect with hot wheels. They put a lot of bells and whistles in the game for a good price, you know, shaker motor art blades. Um, there's decals on like the inside of the apron and on the back box is like a 3d decal. And, um, there's, there's just a ton. They've, they've done a ton with that game. And then Um, what else has Hot Wheels done? Um, one thing that they did really well was, oh, the, the animations, they pulled these animations, you know, it's like, well, what kind of animations are you going to use from Hot Wheels? Well, it turns out that I think it's Hasbro or somebody has this like claymation stop animation type Hot Wheels show. That's on YouTube, and they pulled everything from that, which ended up being a really fun theme, so it's like even the video assets are entertaining, so if I compare the video assets there, Houdini, like the call-outs and the sound and the video package in Houdini, I did not like at all, and then Oktoberfest, same thing, like the animation style, just not a fan, but um, Hot Wheels is really good, Hot Wheels is, is very good, so I, I absolutely think this is the strongest showing that American Pinball's had um and it's i think it's awesome um another thing that that american pinball did very very well was they there was i don't know if they gave machines or if it was just coincidental but a whole bunch of streamers all had hot wheels games at the very beginning so i know like Carlo d'angelo did um dr john and emily did uh fliptronic had one i think uh Usher had one at some point. Like, Jack Danger had one. And so they set up this, like, tournament where a bunch of different streamers all streamed different um, challenges. And I think there were, like, one-week challenges or two-week challenges. And it, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was absolutely brilliant um, that people were doing that. Challenging each other, you know, virtually. Because everybody's, nobody's going anywhere. Nobody's doing anything because of covid And that, as a random side note, I totally forgot I did this, but at the beginning of the year, I had a TNA, and um, that became kind of a pet project that I did, where I started trying to set up Zoom calls. Everybody was introduced to Zoom, obviously, at the beginning of the year. I started setting up Zoom calls with other TNA collectors, where we would battle it out. We would basically do these speed runs, these time trials against each other, just over Zoom. And um, I had a blast with that. And now that I look back on it, I think that was kind of my gateway into streaming because I realized just spending this time with other like-minded people was so much fun. Um, So I I would literally just set up my laptop next to it and we'd say, all right, we're going to do the first person to destroy the first reactor. Ready, set, go. And we'd do it. Um, And yeah, and here we go. Fast forward a few months later and Hot Wheels is basically doing the same thing, but with streamers in a very professional manner. And um yeah, I applaud that. I absolutely applaud that. I think that should be like I would love for that to be a standard with every new game, whether it's Stern, JJP, whatnot. Let's let's push that. Let's get the streamers involved to, to kinda challenge each other on different areas, uh, which is really cool. And I know Jack Danger did something similar. I know like there was um he did a Metallica one in Jurassic Park, where it was the same basic concept like let's host all these different streamers, all using Zoom or Skype or something, and kind of compete each other. It was it was very creative at the beginning of the year. Very, very creative doing that. Um what else do we have? We have Kelts. So Haggis Pinball. Haggis Pinball in uh, Australia um came out of nowhere and decided, hey, we're gonna be a pinball company and we're gonna make pinball machines and um they had an amazing youtube channel going he was making youtube videos i think it was like almost every day kind of talking about what he was doing and this guy i think his name's damien was that his name uh he the main guy he just it's he seems smart bright guy but like designed this kind of from the ground up and just really put everything into this game um So I'm impressed by that. I like their commitment. I like they did some really cool things. Like they kind of basically routed in some pin stadiums. So they're built into the game are all RGB LEDs. They have a screen in the play field. And then the biggest thing that stood out and had a lot of discussion was uh, their their play field kind of mentality of how do we make this the strongest, most durable play field possible? Because, you know, we've had a lot of pinball dimpling and pooling issues this year and so haggis went one step further and basically they are reverse printing so they're printing on the back um of like a it looks like a plexiglass almost like an acrylic sheet that then they're sandwiching you know, that art between acrylic, like an acrylic sheet and wood. Um, so there's zero chance your art would pool or anything because your ball is actually rolling around on this acrylic sheet. And he did all these testing and I would love to flip one. You know, I would love, I think they had some really big plans for shows being at shows. And I think it would be brilliant if they had their game in two forms. You had the, the, you know, the ultra play field with the acrylic sheet. And then right next to it, you had the wooden play field and just let people play both and and kind of decide which one, you like better, and um, I think they they give you the option of I think it was like three different options. So it was like the acrylic play field sandwiched in there, and then a regular wooden one. And to be honest, I don't remember what the third option was, but I don't know. I just props to Haggis Pinball. Um, to be honest, Celts is just not a theme that I'm into. The price point was also really good. There's a lot of bang for your buck there. It's it's a single level uh, game, uh, so no ramps. I know some people really don't like that. Um, I have TNA, so I, I know you can have a great game without having a ramp in it. Um with that said, I prefer games with ramps in it. But um yeah, I just I, I hope they're successful. Um I know Australia's had some really strict shutdowns, so I hope that they can get all their all the Celts games out that were ordered. And uh, I'm excited to see what comes from this company. I, I hope they have a game two and I hope it's even better than game one. And uh I don't know, that's kind of my overall view on Celts. Um just not a theme that i really care too much about the art is okay the sound is okay it just it, it seems kind of like a um it's kind of like how spooky their their initial game what was it the america's most haunted like the art and the sound package on that game were just eh, the theme but fast forward a few and you really start to hit some gems and now you, now we're at rick and morty which is an amazing game so i i i'm rooting for them. i hope kelts is amazing um speaking of amazing turtles Turtles came out this year, and Turtles uh, was a dream team for me. So this was huge. This was absolutely huge. Uh, this was my first new unbox. Uh, so going through the whole new unbox experience was was just that. It was an experience. So shopping around, trying to figure out, you know, how to buy it, how to buy it, get the best deal. What you know is this a smart move? All this stuff. I was stoked when I heard this was rumored, you know, last year I started preparing for it and selling games and saving up and it just, this was just awesome. This was an awesome and fun experience. Um, sure, I had, you know, I got my machine, slight disappointment because the printing was not exactly what I wanted. It wasn't the highest quality and and here I am, you know, talking about it on the podcast and um, luckily Zach at Flipping Out Pinball has helped me through that, um, which has been awesome. Uh, so that'll get taken care of, and I don't know just i the overall experience of buying turtles has been a lot of fun uh game itself is fantastic. I mean, I know I'm a turtle's fanboy, but the code is continually becoming better and better and better, and what I mean by that is first off, it has co-op mode um this is the only game that I know of besides t n a and uh, uh what is it alex Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle that has co-op mode I can think of, which is incredible uh here we have this new game that has this you know this feature to to support and really encourage multiplayer action and yet we're all locked at home with covid and staying at home so we haven't really seen or been able to reap the rewards of co-op mode yet but i will say personally my friends and family are a fan of it and it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun to play the game that way and to explore the game that way so i i i love it um i think the light show in it's great three different color gi you know i sure i wish there was more rgb leds in it but i it already it does have a bunch uh the pro is an amazing game But the code is continually becoming better and better. So you have co-op mode. You have um, the regular game playing mode. You can skip to the final battle. There's a way to get right into that and see a really cool wizard mode. And then they just released another mode that you can skip to called the the half shell challenge. Which is like a speed run mode. I mean... I love that I can own this game and every time I step up to it, it's like, well, I have one of four turtles that I can decide this is how I'm going to play the game or I can go to final battle or I can play it in competition mode or I can play a half shell challenge, you know, instead of just walking up and only having the option to hit the start button or not. Now I have like seven different ways that I can play this game and I just love it. I absolutely love it. I think the code is a lot of fun. I'm not a competitive player. I don't really care about scoring. So to be honest, I have no idea how balanced the scoring is, but the modes are a lot of fun. There's a nice progression and build up and um, I don't know, the game is just continually becoming better and better and better. Um, So not to mention the game shoots great. It's super fast. I love the upper flipper shots. Those upper loops are so much fun to hit. Um, I don't know. I just I think there's a lot of people that are turned off from TNA because or not TNA, from Turtles because they just don't care about turtles or they think it's a kitty theme. But um, I hope people can look past that because it is a fun, fun game. Fun, fun game. Uh next, uh Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses came out and I absolutely think that Guns N' Roses is kind of a, I don't know, kind of a landmark pin for for JJP. Um, Obviously, I think um, when Wizard of Oz came out, it was a game changer in the industry. Um, Huge screen, huge crazy toys, all the RGB LEDs you could ever want. I mean, just an amazing, amazing game hobbit was a lot of fun it showed it went one step further where it made the assets just unbelievable the hours and the the video that's in there and the sound package and everything unbelievably good game dialing comes out shoots amazing theme eh, not the best but just there's some technology in that game that's absolutely incredible you know it seems and feels like a modern pinball machine not one that was made you know in the 80s um I was dialed in. Um, what came out? Pirates came out. And Pirates has just, once again, just the code depth in that game and the options and picking different characters and just just going crazy. Now, there were some issues there with mechs and assets and whatnot. But, um, you know, that game has gone down as being incredibly desirable and in some pinball players absolute favorite games. Well then JJP comes out with Wonka thinking like Wanka's gonna be our next Adams family like this is going to be this is a huge theme this is gonna be a huge seller we got Pat Lawler on it and um unfortunately I think people just have struggled with the code and struggled with the lack of assets and it just it, I don't think it's been received as well as JJP hoped um but it is I mean it's still a good game I would love to have a Wonka at some point just to play the heck out of it because it looks like a really fun game. But then you get to Guns N' Roses and Guns N' Roses, what they have done with the asset integration, I don't know how you could ever beat it. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, when you're working with a member of the band who's giving you free reign to everything, all the songs, 21 different songs here, you have them all. Um, here's all of our concert footage. Here's all the footage we play behind us while we're at a concert. I mean, they there I don't know if there was an asset they didn't get. So when it comes to asset and asset integration, I don't know how you top it. But Eric and the team went one step further with the light show. And this is what I mean by like a defining moment for JJP. I think Guns N' Roses has now set the standard of what a light show is. Um, I'm a huge TNA fan. I think Scott Denise, makes some of the best light shows out there. I know Dwight, people talk about him as a Dwight show, you know, Dwight Sullivan, uh, he makes some amazing, amazing light shows. Um, but Guns N' Roses is, it's just so far above everything else. And one, I think it has like a gazillion more LEDs than any other game. Uh, but the hot rails add a ton to the game. It adds a, an amazing look and feel to the game. And the C's aren't even out yet. The C's have LEDs on the back box and the underside of the cabinet. I mean, this is this is the bar. This is the new bar of how crazy you can go with a light show. And that's what I think at the end of the day, Guns N' Roses is going to be remembered for is, as they have set, they set the bar for asset and music integration and they set the bar for a light show or what a light show can be. And, um, I know Kim Cromwell, Zach Minnie says the same thing, like pinball moments. They all preach pinball moments. And to be honest, every single song in Guns N' Roses is a pinball moment. Um. So I've only had a chance to play it for like 15 minutes. Um, I enjoyed my time on that. I think it has some, I experienced some cool pinball moments in that time. Um, Now it was, you know, there's a lot of multiball and there's other stuff about the code that people don't necessarily love and the shot layout's good, but um, I just, uh, this, this is a this is a game changer, to be honest, and um, I'm I'm excited for JJP and what's coming up next. Because if they continue to adapt Hot Rails in their future games, and continue to push the the boundaries with asset integration and music and lighting, it's only going to you know help them and improve the games from here on out. So um guns and roses it it sold out super fast there was kind of some drama with uh collector's editions basically people thought they had one but distributors didn't have them they just they weren't allocated to them or they didn't the distributors didn't know how many they they had allocated to them so they just kind of guessed and that caused some issues um but you know they're they're getting out there and people are enjoying the games uh still some play field issues but um overall. I think this is a huge step for JJP. JJP moved from Jersey to New Jersey to Chicago. Um, Yeah, the company's kind of, this is a new, I don't know, like step forward. New location, some personnel changes, and they released this amazing game. Sells out in a few hours. I don't think any of the JJP games that have ever sold out like that. And um, I don't know, it's a great, this has been really good for JJP, and I'm excited for their future and what what's in what's in store for JJP? Um, and I think that leaves us with the last game. So Stranger Things, Rick and Morty, Guns of Roses, Heist, Hot Wheels, Celts, Turtles, Avengers. Avengers is the last game. Third game by Keith Elwin, um, and it's kind of exactly what people expected. Amazing code and an amazing shooter. Um, you know, my only real complaints with Avengers is I think the overall. The kind of asset integration, uh, you know, their hands are kind of tied. Marvel is very strict with what they have. They kind of gave them some comic book assets. They work. They work. They do the job. But, you know, to me, pinball moments are all about music and theme integration. I don't really have a ton of that. But with that said, do I enjoy playing this game? Yes. And I'm enjoying playing this game every single more every single... I'm enjoying playing this game more every single week uh, that, I, that I play it. And um, reason being is the code... The code is so brilliant. Um, there are so many different ways you can play this game. And that's what, you know, if people think pinball's boring because usually every game has a very linear storyline. Or from a tournament standpoint, there's really only one way to play it that makes sense. No, not this game. This game, I mean, this is Keith's, like, masterpiece when it comes to just, if I'm a tournament player, how do I play this? And what I mean by that is, when I'm streaming... I've had two people specifically, I've had a few people like coach me, but two people have stood out recently, and I'm going to talk more about them later, but like last time I streamed, Tess Bishop and Marv, which is Travis Murray, it's Marv Loco, they both are like, as I'm playing, telling me, and Nick He's he has a machine, like, they're like telling you, okay, this is what I see you know, this is from a strategy standpoint, it makes sense. This is what you should do or, or, you know, next gym, which one are you going to get? All right, well, let's go this way with it. And their understanding of the rules is incredible, but just that idea of like, Oh, well you didn't get that gym. So let's drop that strategy and let's go this way instead, or let's move this gym to this person because now you can pursue this strategy is just incredible. Um, that game is really, really incredible. Um, so I don't know. I don't really know what to say. All I can say is if you like Keith Elwin games, this is, I think this might be his best at the end of the day. I think, uh, Jurassic Park does better with theme integration. Um, especially with the new, that code that somebody put out there where that actually has clips from the actual movie, um, and songs from it. But, uh, if you just want to game based on solely like i want a game that challenges me that shoots like a dream that feels good but every single time i play this game i want to think through Um, i was actually talking to a local collector tonight and and he loves game of thrones because he loves the idea that every time he steps up he can choose a different house and just thinking ahead with multipliers and which direction he wants to go like he loves that kind of game plan strategy planning um aspect and i was telling him like man you would eat up um avengers just because to me it's almost daunting <laughs> when i step up to the game of like all right well what do i want to do because almost any direction i go there is a way that you could actually blow up this game um so that's the thing if you like playing for score avengers is absolutely incredible if you like accomplished based pinball playing that's the area that's what i like um I'm I struggle a little bit with that game just because it's challenging you know for me to get to Thanos I have to get all uh, six rings or six gems and that's hard um, and even just to get to the second wizard mode you know completing Avengers twice it's it's a challenge but um, it's a good pin and so if I look back on this year I mean yes Led Zeppelin was released but that's not I'm not really going to count it um, for this year. I kind of would just like with Stranger Things, I'd rather count it for next year. But what have I seen? Well, I'll I'll, I'll say one thing. One thing that I really like about Led Zeppelin is the lights. Um, They've added these lights up in the art blades. And I love the fact that you can buy them as an accessory for pros. So to me, if light show, if that's the takeaway from 2020, light show and asset integration is only going to go up from here. Yes, Please. Please, more RGB LEDs, more light show. If you want to stick them in the art blades, great. If you want to use hot, hot rails, great. Just more lights, more lights. That's what I'm, I sound like George with don't panic flip, but that's a whole different thing. So overall, if we look through that list, great games, just a great year for pinball. Every single one of those games, sure, drop it off and let me play the heck out of it. Um. I'm not. I don't really want to sit here and rank them. I mean, the 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 worst of the group is probably Kilts, but I can't fault them. I mean, it's a brand new company, and this is this is their first initial go. And I, but it, I still, it looks fun. It's still a game I'd like to play. Um, when it comes to code, I've heard Hot Wheels is very open ended as well, kind of like Avengers. Um, but I've seen some really cool different modes depending on how you want to go. You know, do you want to go through story modes or do you want to do the race? Or there's a whole bunch of different things you can do there. Um, Redline Mania, I think, is something. Um, Looks great. Um, Heist, best game they've made so far. Looks like a ton of fun. GNR, like I said, kind of a road. Like, uh, this is a new direction. Fresh start for J.J.P. Looks incredible. Turtles is a great game. Ton of fun. Code's only getting better. Shoots great. Avengers, Code's ridiculous. Shoots great. Rick and Morty the acid integration shoots like it's a challenging shooter it's a hard game but the code in that game is only getting better and stranger things started as a dud and for people that have it people now probably will preach that it is a great game um so yeah my year in review for 2020 is well done well done to all the pinball manufacturers out there for, for creating just some awesome awesome games and making it very challenging for new your new buyers because they're all good everybody wants they're all good um, so no clear winner here um, so i'm very curious i'm very curious to see um, to be honest i have no idea the the pinball industry awards i have no idea uh wh- who's gonna win what because they're all good and twippies and the same thing who's gonna win what i have no idea if i had to put money down i bet I bet Zombie Yeti will will win Best Art <laughs> for something, um, but GNR like they're the new artists they got for that did an amazing job, an amazing job. So I don't, know, I don't, maybe I can't put money down there because I think he may split votes between Turtles and Avengers because they're both great art packages. I don't know, but hey, we'll talk about Twippy ideas and Twippy awards later. So that'll be something to to do next year. So with the last little bit of the show here, I just want to personally kind of talk about my personal journey this year and I, I got I, to be honest I have people that I want to thank um, this year has been hard to be a hundred percent honest um, it's been a hard year um, luckily like financially my wife and I have been doing just fine our jobs have been secure um, we've worked hard but we had our second child this year in April and to have a kid during COVID and worry about who can see him and you know to have my parents not be able to hold him, you know, for weeks after he was born, and and just the f- the fear and the worry there, it, it just sucked. <laughs> and um, I'm a very social person. I love being around people. And and pre-COVID, you know, we were playing volleyball once a week, and that was an amazing way to spend Friday nights with friends. I actually played D and D with some with some families and family and friends every Wednesday night. And I work from home. I do software support. That's that's my normal job. But church on Sundays, I'm really involved there with with our church and small group, and just being around people. This is what I love doing. And uh, COVID came, and it took all that away, and um, it really bummed me out, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but what I did love was pinball is something that I can do and partake, you know, here at home by myself, and. Um, And it wasn't until I started doing those kind of competitive, not streams, but like video Zoom calls with other TNA players that I realized, like, I want to do this more. And um, I got to get into, I got to, with the podcast, the podcast is what I did first. And um, I got to give thanks to Zach and Dennis because Zach and Dennis, I, I, I listen to TPN and for them to throw that out there of, hey, if anybody wants to record a podcast, do it, send it our way. We'll listen to it. If we like it, we'll throw it out there. And just to have that open invitation, you know, to start a podcast is very daunting, but you know what, to sit down in front of a mic and just talk, I can give that a shot. I'll throw it out there. And if they like it, let's see what happens. And, um, I am so grateful that not only did they, they give me that opportunity, but it was, it was received well. And, um, the podcast has been extremely, rewarding because of the the feedback the emails that i've been getting that i've been that i've received um speaking of which i I mean i have had two over the last two weeks i have to give a big shout out to grant king um he's emailed me a few times but he shot me an email he just said wishing you and your family all the best for christmas keep the content coming mate hope you're staying happy and healthy and i look forward to listening to you in 2021 as i did in 2020 all the best And um, that means the world to me. I mean, the fact that this was sent um, on December 24th, you know, that that not only would he think of me, but also take the time to send that email is just awesome. And I also got to say thank you to Matthew Pilla. He's sent me multiple emails as well. He said, Joel, just want to say this has been a crazy year listening to you talk. Just wanted to say in this crazy year, listening to you talk pinball was a positive without sports to watch or much of the year finding pinball podcast to listen to helped with the boredom and yours was one of the best stay safe. Happy holidays, Matthew. Once again, just thank you so much. Thanks for, um, thank you for that. And, and on this week in pinball, uh, they have the pinball promoters database to be in the top 10, uh, and with positive reviews, just, uh, it means a ton. Um, so I've just absolutely, absolutely loved the podcast. Um, And it's let me into TPN and this this group, this almost this group of friends, almost like a family that we just we just give each other a hard time and and joke around has been incredible. Um, I've loved, loved, loved that um, that relation, the relationships that I've been able to form um, through this podcast. Um, But the podcast actually kind of led me towards streaming. Um, You know, I'm doing these Zoom calls and I started watching more um, streams and interacting with streams. And, and the person that I've got to the, give the biggest pat on the back to, hug, high five, whatever I can do, is George Fisher. Don't panic flip. Um, what an amazing guy. Um, he has a Discord channel, is the Dope Panic Flip Discord channel, and he is absolutely like, if anybody wants to do streaming, come join this. I will help you. We will help you, and he's a hundred percent telling the truth. I dove in there, and a, a yeah, every anything, anything that I needed, any questions I had, what to buy, how to do this. I mean, I just dove in. And within a few weeks, trying to find web cameras and trying to find cameras when COVID was had started and everybody had bought all the web cameras because everybody's working from home now. I mean, it was just nothing but a challenge, but putting it all together and then slowly improving my stream and improving my rig and getting it all set, set up. I mean, don't panic Flip George and his channel, the other people that, have, you know, Tommy would um Jedi McMuffin there there were other people that started Manu has amazing tutorials with MPT 3k Fliptronic Jordan and Becca incredibly helpful Nick Pensomniac like so many encouraging encouraging people um that are just like, yeah, let's like let's improve your stream, um, let's make this better. Um, Kevin at Buffalo Pinball answered some questions for me. Carl D'Angelo at IU Pinball answered some questions for me. This streaming community is incredibly supportive with people that want to get into this hobby. And I will tell you, one of the first times that I streamed and had like five people watch me and, inter- and interact with me was such an amazing feeling because this was, this was the social interaction that I missed and was looking forward to. And fast forward now, you know, last time I streamed, I had like, 25 to 30 people in a very active chat and we're laughing and people are coming week after week after week is just incredible. Um, and there's three people specifically. There's more than this. There are more people that join me every single week. I just, I can't list everybody and I really feel bad not being able to list everybody because I've had some amazing support this year. But the three people I really want to call out is one, Ramrod, ramrod his name's ian i could not i cannot thank him enough he has he has been i think on every single one of my streams incredibly supportive he's there like i start at 10 o'clock and he's there at 10 o'clock i mean i cannot thank him enough for his support and encouragement just knowing that somebody's excited for me to like get on there and talk and play pinball is awesome not to mention that he's subbed since like day one and he's given out a ton of subs I really cannot thank Ian and his support. It's been incredible. Um another amazing person and this guy started early on with me is Test Bishop. His name's Alex. Um uh, what an amazing guy. He's a competitive player and he bounces around between streams. I've seen him on other people's streams too where he's all about encouraging you and coaching you and telling you all the stuff you can you know, like help with and and do um it's just been an amazing conversation and I to be honest I know I know for a fact I've absolutely become a better player because of Alex and and his encouraging words and direction while I play. And um yeah, thank you Alex. And the the third person I want to thank and once again I feel so bad cuz I know I'm leaving other people off and I I have other people's names going through my head but I just I can't start that list because I would feel so bad leaving other people off. But the third person i want to i want to thank is actually travis murray which is marv loco he's marv on on um on twitch but travis within the last few weeks has dove in his wife monica his son carter they've hopped on my stream and just immediately started just he's super active in chat and just the support like the financial support with the subs he pressured his wife into subbing and last time i played he gifted out like five plus subs i mean it's just at the end of the day i mean and i'm not trying to downplay this but at the end of the day when somebody subs to your channel it costs that person five dollars if it's an amazon prime sub it's free it's free to them but of that five dollars i as a streamer i see half of that the other half goes to goes to twitch so it's two dollars and fifty cents so for somebody to sub to my channel i make two dollars but you know, it feels so much more than that, though. It's just the idea that it doesn't. It's only two dollars, but at the same time, it's just the fact that somebody would put forth money to support me in what I'm doing, and it's it's an amazing feeling. And it, and it almost bums me out when I see these huge streamers that are just getting thubs subs left and right, and they're just like, "Hey, thanks for the sub," and just move on because I just it bums me out that they don't feel that joy anymore, and um. I just, I don't know the the gifted subs and the people that hop on there and come week after week after week, and the fact that the the, the show or the channel is growing, and now that I'm consistently, you know, somewhere between fifteen and like thirty five people every single week is just a blast, and I look forward to Wednesday so much just for that interaction and camaraderie and that group that 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 is forming. So that's all I can say, listeners. Please, if you want hop in enjoy the fun enjoy the conversation uh we we have a great time this is every wednesday night from 10 to midnight or 10 to 1 really eastern standard time um so yes anybody else all my other people that have supported me or subbed to me and yeah i just i yeah i i can't i can't go through the whole list but i would love to and um thank you thank you thank you thank you for for that encouragement and the last person I'd like really like to say thank you to is um my wife. She has been uh, very supportive of this, believe it or not. She's she doesn't listen to my podcast. She's been on one. Uh, she watches some of the streams usually to kind of throw a jab here or there. Uh, but the fact that that she allows me to be you know participate in this hobby has been incredible. So Nicole, I thank you a ton. You're not going to hear it, but I thank you a ton um, for the support. Um, I've also had like my sister-in-law uh michelle she has subbed to my twitch channel since day one and it's a repeating sub i hope she knows it's a repeating sub but um just that like she doesn't watch but she knows this is something i do and enjoy is awesome and the last person would be and the one person i do know will hear this is uh chris my brother-in-law chris um He's getting more and more into pinball, but the fact that he listens to this, he's the only family member that I know has listened to every podcast, which I think is uh, incredible. So, Chris, thank you for the support. Um, but, yeah, I don't – that's about it for me. Um, I would just say in hindsight, uh, the, my 2020 takeaway is, sure, I'm I'm deeper in pinball than I've ever been before. Um, but the but the best part of pinball hasn't been turtles, hasn't been the other games I've played. It has 100% been the pinball community, this pinball family that I've kind of really dove into, and and that's all I can do is encourage you to dive into it find a discord channel i know don't pan flip has an awesome one uh game time television has a fun one buffalo pinball has a fun one i know ie pinball ray Day pinball all these people have discord channels which is just like a huge group chat dive into them have a great time with that talk pinball with people if that's on pin side if you prefer to do that with a forum then do it there uh Facebook has some amazing people there. Uh, I know like Portman's pinball podcast. they do like live recordings of their podcasts, and they almost have their kind of following or community um so just dive in and get to know people and you know chat be a part of chat in when when somebody's streaming um If you have any interest in streaming and you have any questions, let me know just another pinball at gmail dot com because that has been so incredibly rewarding. That type of dialogue. So it's been a hard year. It's been a hard year, spending a lot of time by ourselves. But yet, um, I feel like I've almost been as social, uh, maybe even more social this year, just being a part of this and podcasting and being a part of TPN and and streaming and all that. Um, and I am so extremely grateful for it. So I would say that's yeah. I think that's it. I think that's all I've got. Uh, 2020 pinball it's been a great time i can't wait for 2021 to see what's coming up and um, for everybody that's listening thank you so much for the support and like always if there's anything i can do for you feel free to email me at justanotherpinball@gmail.com. at gmail.com and uh, hopefully you'll hear from me real soon um, at the beginning of the year thanks everybody